Greetings and welcome to Bible Talk with Mozi Tando. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Mozi Tando. And alright, so we haven't had a series for quite a while. And um, if I remember correctly, the last series that we had, uh, not an individual lesson, it was great, does not exist. And that was about three to four months ago but yeah all right so today we are not actually beginning a series but um i will try to sort of make a full lesson just this one lesson will be a full lesson i maybe ask that maybe i don't know if you don't have much time you can listen to this you know in i don't know like in part like listen to maybe 10 minutes a day another 10 minutes tomorrow depending on what is good for you uh because i'll try to jam in as much point as i possibly can just on this one sitting all right okay so our topic today we'll be talking about favor our topic today is favor 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 and so this term favor um in the dictionary um, if I will look up favor, oh, we're gonna okay first. We are going to look up favor, like you know, in the dictionary, and then also then go to the Word of God and find out exactly how then do we get that favor or you know attain godly favor or to live under um, God's favor. All right. Um. All right. I have two definitions here that i want to share one definition on favor it says an inclination to approve an, an inclination to approve if something has favor you're more inclined to approve of it or if someone has favor with you you have more inclined to approve of them another definition says an advantage to the benefit of someone or something an advantage so meaning that this favor having this favor you know you have an advantage over others it's wonderful isn't it that's what favor is all right before we actually deep de uh take a deep dive into favor and what exactly favor is um i want us to define uh grace and mercy um using the word of god uh because especially in my home language my mother tongue it's zulu those words they they actually use you know like interchangeably mercy grace and favor that you can actually get confused which one are they talking about now but you know that's why i usually when i study the zulu bible i also use an english bible various uh, versions of the english bible so that i can get exactly what are they talking about because the vocabulary the issues with the vocabulary is not as rich as the english vocabulary all right so if we go, let's go first read Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 reads like this. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Alright, 
Let me read that again. Let us then approach God's throne of grace. So God's throne here is, is defined as that it's, it's, it's made of grace. It's a throne of grace. That's where God is sitting on. A throne is where you're sitting, you know, the, that um, gigantic chair that they sit on. You know, the, the kings and whatnot. So God's throne is made of grace. God is sitting on grace. So where God is, grace is. Alright, so here Apostle Paul says that we must approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Alright, if you read up there, you know, he talks about having confidence in what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. You know, the sacrifice and everything that he has done for us. He is our high priest. You understand? That he was tempted in every way just as we are. Just, just as we are being tempted each and every day. So, he understands us. He knows us. And he's interceding for us. Our Lord Jesus Christ is uh, 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 you know, our high priest who knows how, what it's like to be human. Who, who, who has been human. Who knows the struggles that we deal with. And he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, you know, each and every second. And so then, we as, you know... Believers, we are out to approach God's throne of grace with confidence, knowing that we have a high priest, knowing that, you know what, again, God's throne is what is filled with grace. And as we approach God's throne of, uh, God's throne of grace, you know, with confidence, we may receive mercy. You know, mercy is something that you receive if you have done something wrong, if you are, de if you are deserving of a punishment. Hallelujah. Mercy is something that you give to those who have done you wrong or to those who deserve a harsh hand from you and then you choose to forgive them, then there is mercy. So also we as sinners, we as imperfect humans, we receive mercy from God as we, are, we, as we approach his throne of grace. Hallelujah. So this grace here we are talking about. Grace, the Bible says grace, this grace is enough for all. Everybody, everybody is entitled to this grace. Hallelujah. Everybody is entitled to this grace. God's throne of grace is, is enough for everybody. It's available for everybody. But not everybody benefit from it because not everybody approach God's throne of grace Hallelujah. So that they may receive what? Mercy. It's like this. A meal has been prepared for everybody to eat. But not everybody will eat it because not everybody comes to the table and receive. Alright. Now we understand what grace is. Alright. Taking this further. Now, how then are we saved? How then do we receive Jesus Christ? Alright. Let's go read the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 8. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 8. It reads like this. Alright. But because of his great love for us, God is rich in mercy. I love that part. This is verse 4. It says, but because God... Alright. You can read up there, you know, because I just said with but and because... Meaning there is something before that. You can read up. Basically it says you know, we are deserving of death. We are deserving of all the punishment and whatnot Because you know we are worldly. Then but because of his great love for us. It is because God has loved us. 
And because he is rich in mercy, he made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Our in our nature we were dead in transgressions, in transgressions, but God made us alive in Christ because of his love and mercy. This is God's grace that we receive undeservingly, not because there is something that we have done, but we receive freely. I want us to understand grace and mercy before we can move on to favor. I understand that you are saved, not okay. Let me continue. It is by grace you have been saved. That is uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. It is by grace you have been saved. So our salvation comes by grace. Our salvation comes by grace, not by the works that we have done, not by the kind of righteousness that we have exuded or we've lived in our daily lives, you know, up to now or whatnot. It is not about how much of money you've gave, how much of, you know, scriptures you've obeyed, how much of, you know, all the things that maybe you can um, claim that claim, or you know, so that we can see you as a good person or somebody who's lived a righteous life. But we are saved by grace, God's grace. How then do we receive this grace? We receive this grace because of His great love for us. He's the one who loved us. We did nothing. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that, his, that He gave His only begotten Son. It says nothing about what, the, what we did. God just loved us because of who God is. Understand? All right. Let's move on to verse 6. It says, And and God raised us up with Christ and seated, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is wonderful. For it is by grace that you have been saved. Through faith. Alright. Now something additional you know, is added here. So we are saved by grace. But now through faith. But then how, how then? Maybe maybe that's why not all everybody is going to be saved. You know. Because not everybody has faith. And many of us. You know. Even people who, who, who claim to be Christian. Don't really understand faith all that much. You know. Big churches. Mega churches. You know. Um denominations argue about faith all the time they have different definitions of it and understanding of it so does that mean those who are in the wrong are not saved does it uh, is that what it means well no let's continue reading and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god so that even this faith is not dependent on your understanding of what faith is. It is not dependent on whether on the amount of faith that you actually have or how strong it is, how much you exercise it. But you are saved by grace through faith, not your own faith, but faith that is a gift. Gift means that it is freely given, not because you have done anything to deserve it. It is freely given. Verse 9 says, not by works. You don't have to do a single thing. You don't have to lift a single finger to be gifted of this faith and this grace that um, qualifies you for salvation. Alright, the Bible continues to say this. So no one can boast. Nobody, not a single human on this planet earth can, hallelujah, pat themselves on the back on their salvation, on their Christianity because it is a free gift that is freely given to everybody. Nobody can claim superiority 
in Christ. Especially talking of salvation. Because the same salvation they have received, you are also qualified to receive it through grace and faith that is not yours, but that is freely given by God, so that no man can boast. Verse number 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Alright. Wonderful stuff. Alright. So now here, the last verse here, we're going to read verse 10. It introduces what? Good works. We'll get on that later. So, first thing here, I want us to establish the understanding of what grace is. Grace is what God gives us. And in His grace, there is enough for all of us. As we approach it, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, we then receive mercy, which God is rich of, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, that God is rich in mercy. Whatever we do, whatever we have done, whatever transgression that we have, whatever die, whatever death, whatever thing of this earth that you have done that demands you to die. In God there is mercy, in God there is forgiveness, in God there is life. Hallelujah. So then, we understand what grace and mercy is. Now let's move on to what, the, what favor is. Let's go to the beginning, the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, let's read um, chapter 6 verse 8. It reads like this. So this is the story of Noah, we know. The Bible says from verse 1 to verse um, 7, I believe. It talks about how man, how evil men were. Um, actually, let me go read verse 5. It says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of, of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human hearts was only evil all the time. Men were evil. Men are evil even to this day. Their thoughts, their hearts, their desires, their will are inclined to evil all the time. Meaning that no matter how much time you can give them, they are just going to do more evil. They are just going to do more harm, more destructions. Because their very nature has been corrupted. Their very nature has been corrupted. They have been evil. And the Bible actually even says that God regretted creating them. But verse 8 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So now here comes favor. Now listen to this. This favor that Noah found in the eyes of the Lord is superior to God's disappointment in the human race. It is superior to any evil that man that man have ever done. All the evil inclination that man have. The favor that this one man has in the eyes of the Lord. Is superior to all of that. Is superior to even God's own wrath. Hallelujah. Even God's own wrath. This favor that Noah finds is superior. How then do we see that? Verse 9 says this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless 
blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. That's just that one verse. It then tells us how, hallelujah, how Noah found favor with God. Noah found favor with God because he was a righteous man. Meaning that in the midst of all this evil, in the midst of all the evil inclination of the human race, Noah was able to be righteous. One thing that, that defeat, I, I believe defeated God entirely, that Noah was blameless among the people of his time. That regardless of what others around him were doing, Noah stayed true to God instead of staying true to people. Noah stayed true to what, who God is and what God says instead of staying true to what people were doing and what other people were accepting. That's how Noah found favor with God. The Bible says, Hallelujah. I, 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 I like the part, especially, especially the part of blameless among the people of his time. Because understanding that, it, it then highlights how then this favor works. Attaining this favor from God. What this favor actually is. This favor separates the one who has it from the rest. Hallelujah. The one who has found favor with God is separate from the rest. Even God's very wrath cannot stand against the one who has found favor in his own eyes. And this favor, how, hallelujah, no attain this favor by not going with the winds, by not going with the times, by not doing what everybody is doing. If you look at the church today, there are a lot of things that were not acceptable even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But they have become a norm today. Hallelujah. People are fickle. People change. People, they find solace in doing, in doing their own evil desires because they see that others are also doing it. They see pastors divorcing and remarrying and they take that as a step of approval to do it themselves. Hallelujah. But then, now I want, us, I want us to talk about this favor. Because we may claim to be equal. We are actually equal. We are the same because of grace and mercy. The grace of God is enough for all of us. And we all have a claim to it. And we receive mercy each and every time we, appro we approach God's throne of grace. The Bible actually says that you know, we must confess our sins to him because he is, he is faithful and just and he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So there is mercy in God through Jesus Christ. But then one thing that we don't all have claim to and that is the favor of God. We are not equal on that level. It does not matter, hallelujah, how many years you claim to have been saved. How many years you claim to have received, you know, uh, 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 a revelation or whatnot. It is a different game finding favor in the eyes of the Lord. It is a different game. And to get in the different game, hallelujah, to get in the level of holiness. Because, 
holiness means separate. Hallelujah. Being closer to God. To be on that level. These are the three qualifications that we receive in the Bible by reading uh, about the account of Noah. It says righteousness, number one. Blamelessness and faithfulness with God. I want us to continue though. Adding more examples of favor. Hallelujah. Let's read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. Here we have a man of God. His name was Eli. Eli was a man of God. Eli was a man of God. And you know a faithful man of God at that. Eli had sons. Three sons. I want to get into the story of how they are three. But most people know about you know the other two sons. But I'm saying three sons here. I'm adding Samuel among those sons. So, as I'm adding Samuel among those sons, it is because Samuel was also under the tutelage of Eli. See, they are men or boys of, the Bible called, refers to them as boys. They are boys of the same household, of the same tutelage. Hallelujah. Maybe not of the same lineage, but they are of the same inheritance, which was priesthood. But then now look, there were things acceptable to the other sons of Eli, which are notoriously known in, in, you know, in the world of faith. For they, they, they were evil, they're bad. Sons of Eli, bad. Everybody knows. Then, I like, I want to read verse 26. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26. It reads like this. And the, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. Hallelujah. You know, a verse above that, it talks about God wanting to kill or to put to death the, 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 the sons of Eli. The, the you know the, the, the disobedient ones and then verse 26 tells us about the boy Samuel the younger one the boy Samuel and it said he continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people so not only not only did the favor from God hallelujah increase Samuel's you know position maybe with God good standing with God but also with people finding favor with God gives you hallelujah going back to the dictionary having favor with God having favor in your life it gives you that advantage it even makes people more inclined to agree with you people are more are more inclined to approve of you Hallelujah. Because you have found favor with them. Because you continue to do good. You are called to good works. Hallelujah. I want us to see the miracle and the power of this godly favor. How then does people... How, how, then, how then are you going to benefit from having favor from God? Look at Noah. 
a flood came. I said favor in the eyes of the Lord is above all evil that a man can do. Is above even God's own very wrath. Favor with God. Hallelujah. And when Noah found favor with God, the whole world was destroyed. But because Noah had found favor in the eyes of the Lord, and Noah was walking faithfully with God, Noah was then able to take in instructions from the Lord because Noah was not blinded by the lights of the world. Noah was not deafened by the noise of the world. Hallelujah. Noah's senses, his sensual senses, hallelujah, they were not muted. Hallelujah. By what was happening around him. He was not indulging in everything that everybody was indulging in. The Bible says that he was blameless among the people of his time. And, and, and following after that, no one is able to receive instructions from the Lord. Those who have favor from God, they are above those who are just, you know, benefiting from only grace and mercy. Because favor takes you a step above. Hallelujah. Favor from God takes you a step above. It takes you a step above. Where everybody panics. Where everybody panics. Because there's a flood and everybody's going under. Those who have favor with God. Hallelujah. Those who are faithful with God. They get risen up. Hallelujah. As the waters rise and so also to the, Hallelujah. They also rise above the waters. As the whole world perishes, they survive because they found favor with God. Favor with God puts you on a different level, at a different league. You don't play in the same realms as everybody else plays. Yes, you are saved through grace. Now that you are saved, now that you have the salvation, what then sets you apart? Are you just eating on mercy, mercy, mercy day after day? Are you just indulging yourself in forgiveness? Please forgive me, Lord, each and every day. When are you going to grow up? Now having received the forgiveness. Now start doing the good works. And start receiving favor with God. Start walking in righteousness. Start walking blamelessly among the people of your time. Start walking faithfully with God. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. And 9. Hallelujah. Another example. Of a person who received favor with God. I just want to show you what this favor does. Number one, I show you that favor protects you from danger. That favor, favor in the eyes of the Lord puts you above any evil that you might have done. Any evil that even others might have done. Favor with God protects you from even God's own wrath. Hallelujah. Favor. With God, doing good, doing right, doing good works. Also grants you favor with people. Hallelujah. I may I show you that example in the book of Samuel. Now, let's go look at the, another person that has favor with God. That had favor with God. Let's look at Mo Moses. There's a question that Moses poses in the book of Exodus, chapter 33. Verse 16 to 17. Moses asked this question. 
Moses says, How will anyone know that you are pleased with me? Hallelujah. Ah, Lord God Almighty, you are wonderful. You are good. Your word is true. Your word is what your word is wonderful. Your word is life. So Moses asked God this: How will anyone know that you are pleased with me? How will anybody know that you found favor with me? Right? You might be asking yourself that, maybe. So now having found in favor with God. Walking blamelessly, not doing the th- do not doing the things that others do. No, you know I'm going very deep with this. I'm not saying not doing the things that other people in the world do. No, in your very church, in your very household, in your very you know place of worship, you can you can do good works even there. Because most of them filth that we see today. Most of it began in the pulpit. So truly doing the good works and finding favor with God goes beyond just not doing what others out there do. But I do as all those here do. You ought to be blameless. Blameless even among the, in the people of your time. People in the congregation. Doesn't matter if the, people, the person in the pulpit is doing one or two. It does not matter. That does not give it a stamp of approval. That anybody else would do it. He shows that he, he, he is going to hell. That doesn't mean that okay you know what. Let's all join him to hell. Who is your shepherd? Alright. So let's go back to Moses. Exodus 33 verse 16. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me? This is Moses asking a question. How will anyone know that you have found favor with me? How will anyone know that I have found favor in your eyes, O Lord? How will anyone know that you have found favor with me and with your people? Unless you go with us. Jesus. What else will distinguish me? <laughs> Hallelujah. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? A good question that Moses asks. So all of us, you know what? Uh, you know, um, have a claim to grace. All of us can receive mercy. All of us are entitled to forgiveness. So then now, as an agent of your good works. Now as a person who lives a life of righteousness. Now as a person who lives a life of blamelessness. Now as a person who lives a life of faithfulness. With you, O oh Lord. What difference shall there be between me and all of them. And the rest of them. What is the difference? How will anybody know, O oh Lord. Even in my very own church. That you are pleased with me. How will they know. That you approve of me. How will they know. That you are more inclined to agree with me. If you are not with us. If you are not. Hallelujah. If you are not with me. A good question. That Moses asks. Believe I shall listen to this right now. I am introducing you to the highest level of, of, of believing. Of walking with God. Don't just walk with God praying for miracles. Because miracles come 
you know, in times of distress. But I want you to live a life of favor, a life of a life of life of favor, a life of prosperity, a life that is above the waters that everybody else is drowning under, a life that is above the panic of the world, a life that is above the death that the sons the, the, the sons that you grew up with are suffering. A life of finding favor with God and also with people. A life above it all. This message today is a message, hallelujah, more wealthy, more rich than any billions in any currency you can ever receive. Because Moses, when he found favor with God, even in God's own regret of making mankind, could not stand against Moses. And the favor that he had found with God. Verse 17. Exodus chapter 33 verse 17. It reads like this. And the Lord said to Moses. I will do everything you have asked. God is answering. How will then Moses be distinguished from the rest of the people? How will then. Moses and his people, the children of Israel, will be separate, will be made holy. How will then Moses and the Israelites be, be distinguished? Be separated, be made holy. How will what what exactly will then put a stamp and showing the whole world that they are a holy nation, that they are the chosen people? And God says, I will do everything you have asked because I am pleased with you. I will do everything you ask of me because you have found favor in my eyes. I am translating to you to hallelujah. He said, I will do everything. Everything. I will do everything. I will do everything you have asked. Because I am pleased with you. And I know you by name. I know you by name. Hallelujah. The same way that God, in a world populated with evildoers, in a world filled with evil, in the world filled with people with hearts that are inclined to do evil. Hallelujah. In a world where people have, hallelujah, have only the potential of death, 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 and more death. God was able to find Noah. Because founding favor in the eyes of the Lord, being righteous, being blameless, being faithful, God knows your name and God will do the very thing you ask because you have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We have spoken about this favor. Now then, let me then just let's come down and teach each other how then 
do we obtain this favor? How then do we get this favor? We found from Noah that you ought to be righteous, blameless, and walk faithfully with God. Let's add on that. Let's continue. How then do we find this favor with God? We thank you, Lord, we have received your grace. And we are forgiven of our sins through your rich mercies. But God, we want to go a step further with you. We want to walk in your favor. We want to walk in your favor, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. We want to be called according to your purpose. Your word says that you elected us. You chosen us for good works even since the foundation of the earth. Oh Lord, we are your chosen people. Help us, oh Lord. Help us, oh Lord, attain this faith. Help us, oh Lord, to do your good works this very day. Hallelujah. The Lord's prayer says that may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Help us, oh Lord, to do your will here on earth as it is in heaven. Help us, oh Lord, to fulfill your mission, oh Lord Jesus Christ. The words say that you, are, that you intercede for us at the right hand of the Father. Help us, give us the mindset, give us the heart, give us the mind, give us the courage to then do the work that you did here on earth. Hallelujah. You represent us on heaven. May we faithfully also represent you here on earth. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth we pray. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 15. It reads like this. When a king's face brightens, it means life. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord God Almighty, your word is true. Your word is life. Truly you have exalted your word above all else. When a king's face brightens, it means life. My fellow believer. Maybe God's wrath is no longer at your door. Maybe you can sin and also claim mercy, sin and claim mercy, sin and claim mercy over and over again. Because I believe my God is just that he cannot say to us, you know, we must forgive our brother seven, seven, 70 times 7 or something like that a day. And then he doesn't do it to us. Yes, but no one thing. If you live that kind of life, a life of asking for forgiveness each and every day, each and every time, know that you're not living a life that brightens the face of the king. You are not living an existence, that, an existence that brightens the face of the king, that glorifies the God you claim to worship. Hallelujah. And yeah, finding favor with God is doing the thing that brightens the face of the king. The face of the almighty king. The face of the king of kings, the lord of lords. Doing all those things, doing all the hallelujah. Doing all those things, it's what means life. When a king's face brightens, it means life. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. His favor is about, is ready to rain on you. Everything, every seed that you have sowed. Hallelujah. You have all these false preachers telling you about planting seeds. But they don't, don't tell you that, ah, oh, they don't tell you that, where does the rain come? First step 
a king's face must be brightened. You ought to do good works that will brighten the king's face. And then his favor will be like a rain cloud in spring. And it will shower upon you and upon your life. And all the seeds you have sowed. Hallelujah. You will reap abundantly. Finding favor with God sets you above the rest. Finding favor with God. Hallelujah. Means life. Proverbs 16 verse 15 Steps in attaining this godly favor How then are you going to do what good works are? How then are you going to be able to do his word if, if you don't even know what it is? You ought to know the word of the Lord Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 You know the scripture You ought to know the word Meditate on it day and night. And you ought to do the word. Be a doer of God's word. Do not be a hypocrite. Hallelujah. Another thing that you ought to do. I hope you are writing this down. Do good. Especially to the poor. Take care of the poor. And you taking care of the poor has nothing to do with your financial situation. It has nothing to do with your fridge situation. It has nothing to do with your cabinet situation. It has nothing to do with your storehouse situation. It has nothing to do with how much you are expecting at the end of the month. It has nothing to do with how much you have in your, hallelujah, how much you have in your stomach. You give to the poor. You give to the poor. If you want to brighten the face of a king, you take care of his people. You take care of them without looking at yourself. Without self-pity. Without pride. Without anything. You just take care of his people because that's who he is. Hallelujah. You do things that testify to his very nature. The Bible says that God is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, the provider. That is his very nature. That is who he is. That is not the name of the Lord that he is Jehovah Jireh. That is who he is, his very nature. You do those things that testify to his very nature. You will see his favor in your life. Hallelujah. I remember Abraham, hallelujah, about to sacrifice his own very son, hallelujah, and his son asks him that, you know what, I don't see, I don't, I don't see, I don't see a ram that you're going to sacrifice, and his father says, Abraham says, hallelujah, the Lord is the provider, the Lord will provide, and when they got on top of that hill, hallelujah, It was fulfilled. The Lord had provided. Because that is, who he, that is his very nature. He is the Lord, the provider. That is who he is. Jesus, 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 Jesus. When God was angry with mankind in the book of Noah. In the book of Genesis. The account of Noah. 
He was mad with mankind. Mankind was evil. But there was one thing that Noah had. Noah walked faithfully with God. Noah's life was witnessing. Noah's life was a testament. Noah's life. Hallelujah. Noah's life was, was agreeing of exactly who God was. He was the God of salvation. And Noah knew that. Noah knew it. And Noah was saved. So when I'm saying take care of the poor, you, 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 you hallelujah. You, hallelujah, you, you'll be pulling on God's hard strings. You'll be saying, I know you and I want to be more like you. You are God who provides for the poor. And I'm going to do the same. You are the God who loved the world so much that he sacrificed. And I'm doing the same. I love your children so much that I sacrifice. I am doing your will, O oh Lord. And all glory must be to you, not to my hallelujah. And I take none of the glory, but every glory, hallelujah, belongs to you. That's how you receive favor with God. That's how you brighten the face of the king. And his hallelujah. And his favor will be like a rain cloud in spring. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Jesus. Another thing that I want to say how to find favor with God. Be humble. Humility is the only position anybody or anything can take in the presence of God. If you want favor from God, humility, being humble is the only position, the only position. Immediately you move away from the position of humility, from the position of being humble. You are, you are moving further away from God. Are you listening to me? Humility is the only position that can be in the presence of the Lord. There is no other position. It does not matter it, like it does not matter the situation. It does not matter the circumstances. Humility is the only way to go. Are you listening to me? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 34 that God resists the proud, the, the proud. God resists the proud. God actively acts against the proud. Are you hearing me? God actively acts against the proud. I don't care where your proud your pride is rooted. If you want favor with God or anything from God, the only position is humility. That's the only position for you to exist where God is. Earlier we talked about approaching God's throne of grace with confidence. The only way to approach God's throne is through humility. Otherwise God will actively act against you. God resists the proud. 
but he gives favor to the humble. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. God actively acts against the proud. God hates the proud. The proudful are the enemies of God. Those who know themselves are testifying that they do not know God. Humility, if you want favor with God, be humble. Humble yourself. Hallelujah. One final point that I want to add. Submit yourself to God and his word. Oh, I cannot stress this enough. Submit yourself to God and his word. By saying submit yourself, I mean hallelujah. You don't just know God's scripture. You don't just know what the word says. You don't just know what the Bible says. But you submit to it, hallelujah. No matter the situations, no matter the problem, no matter the circumstances, you submit to God's word. If God's word says stand, you stand. It doesn't matter whether it's raining. Whether hail is coming down on you. If it says stand, you stand. You submit yourself. You submit yourself. That's how you found favor with God. There's a scripture that Paul, uh, where Paul was talking to, I think the church of uh, Ephesus. And also, and also the church of Philippi. If I'm not mistaken. He instructs them. You know, advises them to submit themselves to their earthly masters. And that everything they do, they must do it as unto the Lord. Paul then is teaching them to be submissive. To be submissive to be submissive to God. That being submissive to God, it is not you being submissive in church or you being submissive to people you think are godly. You being submissive to God is you being submissive to God, being submissive to his hallelujah, to his word, his scripture, in every circumstance, in every situation, in every setting. You be submissive to him. Hallelujah. In your work, in your job, in your in school, wherever you are, in your household where you live with unbelievers and whatnot, you submit to his word. They say all kinds of things to you, they do all kinds of things to you. You submit to what God has said to you. Remember what, what the Bible says in the book of uh, Genesis, the account of Noah. It says that Noah walked faithfully with God. Hallelujah. You're submitting to scripture. You're submitting to the word of God. You're walking faithfully with God. Yes, 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 yes. Sometimes, hallelujah. Yes, sometimes the people around you, they may seem to exploit you. Take advantage of that. But remember, you're staying true to them. You're not really walking faithfully to them or you're submitting. You're not just, you're not submitting to them. But you're submitting and walking faithfully with God. And saying, God, this is, what, this is what your scripture says. And I'm going to stand by your scripture. Even when the circumstances are not agreeing with me. Even when the situation is not agreeing with me. 
Even when my physical condition is not agreeing with me. But I'm going to submit to your word. I'm going to submit to your scripture. I'm going to trust and believe that you God do know better. That your ways are higher than our ways. And if I am seeking promotion on this earth. I am going to submit. I am going to go down. I am going to humble myself. Before you my Lord. And you are the one who is going to raise me up. If you want to receive favor with God. If you want to receive favor with God. If you want to see yourself rise up when everybody drowns. You submit to God. Hallelujah. If you want to prosper in everything that you do. You do his word. You do his scripture. You keep his commands. And you will prosper in everything that you do. You keep his commands. You receive favor. And this favor that I'm talking about. The very people that you think maybe. That you will see exploiting you. Because you're submitting yourself to the word of God. They are the very people. They are the very people. Who you will also see promotion come through them. Because in you they see God. God will use the very people to promote you. Promotion will come when you least expect it. Never do anything, hallelujah, never do anything unto man. Never do anything, hallelujah, uh, hoping or aiming to receive anything from man. But everything, every, everything, do it as unto the Lord. But he is the one that gives promotion. Promotion does, does not come from the east or the west or whatever the scripture says. But it comes from God. It comes from above. Because he is the one who has the power to exalt another and put down another. Our message today is favor. Favor, 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 favor. You want to receive favor from God? You want to succeed? You want to prosper? I know that message has been corrupted a lot by, you know, a lot of speakers and people. Not all of them have good intentions. But remember that the devil does not create. He's not a creator. He's a corrupter. Hallelujah. He's a corrupter. This world that the scripture now says he's the Lord of it. He did not create it. He corrupted it. So God, that's what he does, the enemy. He, cor he corrupts things that are real. That are God's things, he corrupts them. So even the message of prosperity, it's a real message that is found from the word of God. The enemy has corrupted it and messed it up. But you can go back to the scripture and find out what exactly the word of God says about prosperity and success. And prosperity and success it is not something a believer should be running away from. Misery is not our calling. Hallelujah. We are the royal priesthood. We are the chosen nation. <laughs> Today I was teaching on favor. So do pray and do seek God. Do seek after godly favor. Seek after the things of heaven. Seek after the things of above. Do the good work below. 
that glorifies God above and testifies on the hallelujah and testifies about the blood of the lamb and you'll see favor in your life like it never happened before you'll see people drown you'll see people let fall left and right hallelujah but nothing 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 no no death no illness will ever come near you that is found in favor with god that is walking according to the specifications. That is walking according to the instructions of the Almighty God. The Creator. The Founder of it all. The beginning and the end. Submit to the one who knows the, who knows the full story. The whole story. Who was there in the beginning and who will be there in the end. Submit to Him. And found favor in His eyes. Hallelujah. And then you may benefit like how Moses and the children of Israel benefited. Those who have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. God said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked. Because I know you by name. Do the good works, find favor with God. Listen to this recording again if need be. Seek after godly favor, seek after favor from God. And God will do the everything that you ask. Will do the very thing that you ask. God will know you by name. And when the time of disaster comes. God will remember you. And God will give you instructions on how to build an ark. And as the rest drown. You will rise above. This is not a promise or a guarantee from Muzitando. This is just something that God has shared with me through his word. And I'm giving it to you. Silver and gold I have none, but what I do have I give you, and it is the richness of the word of God, that you may prosper, hallelujah, and live a life filled with godly favor, amen.